Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back into a winning edition of the Ciroc Point After Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Black and gold taking down the Panthers today in the Caesar Superdome, 28-6. to uh, New Orleans improving to 6-7 and seven on the season, dropping the Panthers now to 1-12. and 12. Uh, With a victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today, they also improved to 6-7 and seven on the season while dropping the Falcons to 6-7. and seven. So the NFC South, a big old logjam right now at 6-7, and seven, a three-way tie. Obviously, the, uh, the Buccaneers and Falcons each have a tiebreaker over the New Orleans currently, but luckily the black and gold still have two games upcoming against them we'll be back with more on the Ciroc point after right after this on the community coffee saints radio network welcome back into the Ciroc point after getting with the cajun cannons thoughts on this saints 28 to 6 victory over the carolina panthers a much needed victory cajun cannon especially obviously the way things are shaking out in this division now it wasn't always pretty but we'll take the victory for sure well um... You know, when you break it down, uh, it is the NFL. You know, you heard me say this before. There's no really, like, homecoming games. Uh, listen, we all appreciated the Army-Navy game yesterday in the history. But, like, when, when LSU played Army, do you think West Point, the cadets, had a chance? N- not no, but hell no. Now, uh, you want to respect them. and But, uh, listen, the LSU is going to kill them. And the NFL is not like that. Even the bad teams, you got to come to play or uh, you can lose a game. And God forbid we'd have lost to Carolina because Carolina's a bad team. They're bad. You can see why they won one game. And uh, Bryce Young, he has to go to a sports psychologist, I'm sure, right now. I mean, considering, I mean, you know, I don't care what you did at Alabama. Uh, this is the NFL. He was uh, 13 of 36. So, um Listen, it just shows you how tough. Uh, just ask Peyton Manning how tough it was his rookie year. Just ask uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, the Prince, and uh, when the Jaguars, how tough it was his rookie year. But you know what the bottom line is? Uh, you got to beat the bad teams. And the Saints did that in a dominating fashion to close out the game. Now, it was not always like that. Right. But that's why you play four quarters. Uh, you look when all said and done. So uh, when I look at like, you know, I always look at the history. Uh, Carolina, this is going back to really how heyday with Sean Payton and uh, Drew Brees and all. One thing, and this is way over a dozen years, uh, we always had Atlanta and Tampa Bay's number as far as, uh, you know, when you're playing head-to-head and what's going to occur. The one team that's been a thorn in our side, but not as of late, it was a thorn in uh, uh, Coach Payton's side, was the Carolina Panthers, but not as of late. Steve, if you look at it now, 
uh, you know, we came into the game. Uh, it was we were up twenty nine to twenty eight edge in all time regular season series. Now we're up uh, we're thirty and twenty eight. But then uh, if you look at home and then what you've done recently, okay, um, and home games, uh, it's been a 50-50. It's 14-14. Well, guess what? We're now up 15 wins to 14 losses in the Dome uh, going against Carolina. And you look at the Saints, we've now won. Again, what have you done for me lately? We've now won seven. So a, a Panthers fan can't talk smack. <laughs> they probably won't because they have only one win. But they can't talk smack to a Saints fan. In uh, the last 10 matchups, uh, we're now have won seven of the last 10. And the NFL, that's impressive, 70%. So we won seven of the last 10. And then also uh, in the Dome, in Caesar Superdome, we've won four of the last five. So when you break it down from that perspective, uh, no, we pretty much had Carolina's number, and we swept them in, uh, in the NFC South. You know, if you're going to get to – when you're playing six games, you know, two against Tampa, two against Atlanta, two against Carolina, uh, you got to sweep somebody. Now, you'd love to go 6-0 and or even, uh, you know, 5-1. and But to even have a chance, you got to go 4-2. and So that means uh, you, you got to sweep somebody. And now we have an opportunity uh, still because you play Tampa Bay on the road at Tampa, and then you got the Falcons to close out the season. So you can go – Four and two, and that means, even though it could be ugly, uh, th- that's always a goal. I'm telling you, you could say six and zero, oh, but realistically, uh, five and one is outstanding, and four and two is very good. And so, I still think that's where we at in the NFC South, have an opportunity. Look, everyone's tied. Uh, you know what? Just as big as us being Carolina, twenty-eight to six. You know what? Just as big because of the tiebreaker. What is it, Steve? It's a trick question. It's not a trick question. It's an obvious answer. The Rams? No, losing? not the Rams. I was going to say, no, no, what are you, no, no, you talking no, no. about? No, look within the division. What happened today that, that this would needed to happen, not only with the Saints winning, but what happened today in the division? Tampa Bay won. Right. That's what we needed. All right. So, so yeah, everyone's, everyone's all evened up. But, yeah, the, the Tampa Bay and the Falcons still have that slight edge over the Saints. But, yeah, we're all at even Stevens record-wise, at least. Yes, but then you have to look at the tiebreakers, how you get into the postseason. That's why you didn't need Atlanta to keep the upper hand. And you need – Atlanta was undefeated in the NFC South. They were 3-0. and Which is wild to think, right. So so now they're 3-1. and one. And uh, guess what? Now we're 2-2. Um, we're two and two. Right. So uh, that's – Tampa and Atlanta now 3-1, right? That's why I said it's just important the Saints beating Carolina – as Tampa Bay beat winning at Atlanta. Uh, and, and so we're in the hunt. You know, like uh, Deuce and I talking about, <laughs> you got to stay in the hunt. So you're telling me there's a chance. Uh, no, you got to <laughs> keep fighting. Now, uh, you got to take care of the sorry Giants uh, next Sunday, but it is the NFL. You got to take care of business now. Watch out for Tommy DeVito. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, come on. That, that, that we, that, that, well, I'm not going to say it can't happen. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but we we got to take care of business with that. No, the toughest game, even though uh, because the NFC South is a little weak this year. Uh, no, the bottom line is you got to beat at Tampa and you got to beat Atlanta to close out the season. Now, to me, maybe not as much as the Lions. And the Lions, look, they lost to the Bears today. You know, a division game, division opponent. But it's going to be tough to go at the Rams. Uh, you, you know, when you look at that Thursday night game, and uh, we have the Rams. Oh, here, fall in the background. So, um, I don't know whose phone that is. But anyway... Uh, to win on Thursday, 
uh, night against the Rams. Now, it's going to be tough. Look, they just lost in overtime uh, at Baltimore. So, uh, Matthew Stafford. So, but, but that's down the road. You got to take care of business now. We did that against the Panthers. And then you got to take care of business uh, against the Giants. To win, you know, go on a winning streak. You know, yeah, we went on a three-game losing streak. We snapped that. So, now we got one win. Okay. To get to two wins, you got to have one win. So now we got <laughs> one win. So uh, we got to take care of business against next, uh, the right. Giants. Uh, what's next up? Now to look at how the game kind of unfolded, you might say it was ugly at times. But the bottom line is, is that we won. We only had 207 total yards. Uh, we got our game basically about 100 yards. But you got to look at points. Points scored uh, 28 to six. That's a dominating win. Uh, if you look at it. Uh, you look at red zone and how you break that all down. Uh, the Panthers were 0 for 2 in the red zone. Goal to go uh, 0 for 1. One thing we've been outstanding is that, uh, you know, because it's within the red zone inside the 10-yard line. So if you look at it, goal to go and the red zone, we were 3 of 4 in the red zone, which is very good. We were 2 for 2 uh, in goal to go situation, which is outstanding. Now, if you look at, like, uh, time of possession and, you know, I said, well, Tam, uh, Carolina had almost 10 minutes more uh, the football than we had. Well, that makes sense because uh, we were only 3 of 10, 30% uh, converting on third down. But when you look at it, um, Carolina was one of the best teams, uh, like the Saints, on third down defense. They were giving up, like, 34 35%. So that didn't surprise me that we kind of struggled – on third down, uh, we end up being plus one for the game. Turnover margin, so now we plus five for the season. Uh, we blocked a couple of punts on the season. So uh, now, still, I, I don't know if you're the Giants. Uh, you think they're going to try and run the ball against us? I would say not only yes, but hell yes. I don't know if they have success like Cal- uh, like Carolina. Look at uh, look at Hubbard. He had uh, he averaged basically four yards a carry. 23 carries, 87 yards. Miles Sanders, he's been stealing money for Carolina. <laughs> uh, but then he had that with that 48-yard chunk run. He had a, 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 he averaged 7.5 yards a carry, uh, 74 total. But the thing that bothered me the most, because I really think he's mobile, but he really doesn't even want to run. He hasn't run against nobody else, was Bryce Young. It was those situations, too, on those third and longs where he's able to pick up the first. That's just so annoying. No, uh, he had uh, – now, he in two games, he has 74 yards rushing against us. Uh, that, that's an, like on, on base. Like today, he had three carries for 40 yards. And it, so uh, he's basically had five carries for 74 yards in two games. Uh, you got to be able to do it. Now, it was on like and why he didn't get more opportunities. You look at total yards from scrimmage, he only had – 45, uh, the the reason why... Receiving yards. Well, you, well, 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 no, you have to convert on third <laughs> down also. Again, uh, we're only 3 of 10. Uh, you know, this is something, as an offense, that's why Coach Allen said, uh, no, I, I thought we were inconsistent, we need to play better on offense. And the reason why, we had 52 plays. You should have 65 or more plays. We only had 52 plays... Because you weren't converting on third down when you look at all that. Now, I thought we had the big advantage, obviously. Uh, you look on special teams. And I'm not talking about because we had the block punt, which is obvious. 
you know, uh, basically Nephi Sue took it over the punter's foot, and then uh, it was perfectly how you scheme things. And then DeMarco Jackson scores a touchdown. But without having Rashid Shaheed, outstanding Lynn Bound Jr., he had uh, two returns, uh, and he averaged 11 and a half yards. Uh, that's two last first downs you got to get. Now, do you take advantage of that opportunity? But good for Lynn Bowden, uh, averaging 11 and a half yards of punt return. Now, um, on defense, I thought um, it was still plays to be made, and he made a lot of plays. Uh, Jordan Houghton uh, ended up leading the team with eight unassisted tackles, 10 total. He had a sack, pass defended, forced fumble, uh, double D DeMario Davis. Um, he seems like he's drunk. He's drunk, drunk. He's drank more from the fountain of youth this year more than Cam Jordan, that being DeMario Davis. He had eight total tackles, a sack and a half, three quarterback hurries, tackle fall loss, pass defending. Uh, no, Double D is really stepping up. Now, we expect this now from Carl Granison coming up with a sack, quarterback hurry. First one since the Colts game for Carl. Uh, yes, and uh, we need that from yes. him. We need him right now to be – got to have at least – one guy get double digits. Uh, you know who's uh, kind of closer to get the double digit sacks right now is Demario Davis, maybe. And you know why that's not good? Because that means you're doing stunts and you're trying to trick them. You want your defensive lineman to lead the team in sacks, have a double digit, because then that means you're winning up front, uh, straight right? up one on one. Now, uh, uh, Steve, I, I, I told you, uh, and they were picking on him, and he led the team in passes defending with three. Uh, is it Yadam or Yadam? Yadam, uh, uh, you got it. Yadam, okay. Yeah. Uh, without having Marshawn Lattimore, oh, yeah, hell yeah, they could try and throw at him. Uh, but, hey, listen, Adam Thielen, uh, that didn't surprise me. But other than that, uh, even though he's from LSU, DJ Chark, uh, no, they're, they're nothing to write home about. Thielen had five catches, 75, 74 yards, 15-yard average. But other than that, uh, no, I can see why Carolina only won one game. No, uh, we might be the weakest division in the NFC South, and Carolina, okay, uh, out of 32 teams, no, they're the worst. Carolina's bad. But, again, uh, it's a game. It's a victory, uh, and we swept them. Well, that's what, if we at least trending or heading in the right direction, you got to beat a sorry-ass team like Carolina, and we did that. And we've done that. It was a lot harder in Charlotte than it was today in the latter part of the game coming out on top 28 to 6. We'll be back with more of the Ciroc Point after right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. First, we'll pause 10 seconds, let stations identify themselves. Taking a break, want to hear from you on the Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line 504-260-1870. Ready for you to sound off after the Saints victory 28 to 6 over the Panthers in week 14. Coming back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Who that? While the Cajun Cannons waiting to hear from you on the Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line, that's 504-260-1870. Want to take a little time, Bobby? Go back in the time machine, a little remembrance oh, right well, now. Hello, 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 uh, hello. I'm uh, sure you uh, remember. It's a special day today. It is a very special Saints Radio birthday. Do you know whose birthday it is today? It's the Houdat Nation. It is the Houdat Nation's Na- birthday and the founding father you should know very well. Yes, and Ahala always remember, you know, you get so busy and all that. You never, sometimes, you know, you might uh, close people in your life. Man, when's their birthday? Forget, you know how I remember the Houdat Nation's birthday? 
because, uh, you know, I like history. It's always right after the, world, uh, uh, the Pearl Harbor, you know, December 7th. Oh, I said, oh, that means the Houdan Nation is right around the corner. But they uh, come December the 10th, 2006, when those words were first uttered. Uh, uttered. Uh, is that, yeah, I guess I sound, said that right. Those words were first uttered where I never forget. We're all still dealing uh, December the 10th, 2006 with post-Katrina. Right. And you look at the season we had in 2005, the coaching change, and Sean Payton comes on board in 2006. We all know it's magical. Went into the NFC Championship game. We ended up losing to the Bears to go to the Super Bowl. I was like, man, I just got here doing uh, all the radio shows, and I might have to wear a dress. Uh, you know, like, buddy, did the Saints ever go to the Super Bowl? But anyway, how it came to that point, uh, that December the 10th, 2006, Sean Payton, you know, you, everybody has a mentor. Steve, am I your mentor? Probably not. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so come December the 10th, 2006, Sean Payton and the Saints are playing Bill Parcells and the Cowgirls on Sunday night football. Uh, well, when is a fullback, uh, that's a dinosaur, when is a fullback scored three touchdowns in one game? Uh, that, Legendary. That, that, but Corny from Arizona State, the same school before he came to LSU is uh, Jane Daniels, uh, when you think about that. The Arizona State Sun Devils. But anyway, that's where he came, scored three touchdowns. We waxed Dallas. Well, it was like 42-17. It was just a butt whoop. And, you know, we had Deanies in the French Quarter, and we did the point after because the night game, uh, we were going to be there till 1 in the morning. Right. But the phone lines were lit up. They were so fired up about the Saints and where they were at, the expectations, and people got displaced. So you had people calling in. I never forget this. Right, it wasn't just New Orleans. No, from Missouri, uh, uh, from Virginia, and they all say, "Oh man, it's great to hear your voice. I feel like I'm back home, even though I'm away from home." And that's when I uttered those words. Not just who that, but who that nation. It's a nation. Uh, you know, the cowgirls might be America's team, but what's more international than New Orleans? You mm. know, we, we you know. Uh, we a little bit, you know, not just New Orleans, Gulf South, Gulf Coast Saints. But, look, International City, we're the only city that truly, I'd say maybe San Francisco at times. Uh, okay, what city at times, New York, who has swag? Uh, you know, New Orleans might be a, a big town, small city, but we got swag. People want to come here. Now, uh, you, you want to, you know, be global, and we're the most European-type city, so we're the international team. So that's why the Who That Nation is recognized. We've had people call from Japan, Australia. I'm not even talking about the homegrown folks. But so the Who That Nation has spread to an international level. And today, since those words were uttered, Who That Nation is the 16th anniversary of the Who That Nation. 16 years old, huh? 16 years old. That's why you got to educate your kids. You know, I always say this. I always say this. And I look, we got this. I always tell people. Uh, I know there. Bears Cake from Rouse's Markets for the Cajun Cannon on this very happy birthday well, for the birth of the Who That Nation. Yeah, yeah. I always tell the parents you got to educate your offspring and your kids and all. You might say, oh, well, why are you buying a birthday cake today? Uh, why? You know, you can buy wherever you want, but Rouse, Houdat Nation's birthday. But Rouse's does a great job. Get a Houdat Nation birthday cake and educate your offspring to future generations that are going to support the Saints. 
And this is what it's all about. So we're going to sing a happy birthday to the Hudat Nation. Y'all ready? I'm, I'm going to do like a little Lawrence Welk. Mm. Uh, the young people don't even know who Lawrence Welk is. And uh, he was a good Hungarian. A one. Uh, and a one. <laughs> and a two. And a three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Hudat Nation. Happy birthday to you. All right. And many more. Yeah, yeah. And many more victories. I'm glad the Hudat Nation got a, well, got to celebrate a victory, obviously, on the Hudat Nation, the birthday of today of the Hudat Nation, Bobby. If the Saints wouldn't have won today, it'd be almost like you're having a birthday party and you have a death in the family. What the? We can't have that. We need to have a victory like we had, and then you can go on to celebrate. Looking at our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line, we're going to get to your caller soon, 504-260-1870. But taking a break first, be back with more of the Ciroc Point after, right after this, on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Who dat? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're back here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka getting into your calls here. 28 to 6, a Saints victory over the Panthers. Want to hear from all you great hoodats on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. Our main man, Hollywood in Thibodeau, has been hanging on. What you got for us today, Hollywood? Who that? Hey, Steve. Hey, Bob. How y'all making out? Doing all right. All right, Hollywood. Uh, what you got? Now, uh, listen, uh, you know, the fans sometimes, um, you know, really an ugly win is a win in the NFL. Whether you win pretty, you win ugly. And even though if that was an ugly win, that was uh, sure in the hell pretty dominating. Uh, you know, I, I was discouraged at the beginning. Steve, remember when I, I'm sitting by him and watching the game? I said, um, damn. Uh, we're only winning like uh, seven, seven or nine. You thought it right. Beginning. It should have been this by now. Well, and and, and, and you look at halftime. Uh, what was occurring? That uh, even looking at halftime, uh, we're up. Oh, we're in control of everything. You like even fourteen to three. And uh, the one thing though, uh, you know, uh, again, that's why you got to get better. Um, 
Alante Taylor got burnt. Remember Bryce Young missed a receiver wide open on that post. It yeah. could have been like 14 to 10. So you never know. It can go back and forth. But, hey, uh, it is what it is. got to make plays. But, uh, Hollywood, I just thought at the beginning that instead of how we closed it out 28-6, uh, to 6, I thought we should have had a double-digit win uh, going into the – I mean, a double-digit lead going into the second quarter because uh, I really thought uh, that we came out and we did what we had to do to set the tone. Uh, listen, finally – our defense, you know, uh, seven straight games says the Texans. We've been terrible in, in the first half. Well, uh, we end up forcing a three and out. So uh, we were able to do that, and the reason why I say that we're forced uh, a three and out is because we have not been able to take care of business um, uh, getting off to a fast start. Hollywood, I look at this, um, and I was like, uh, starting with that week five loss to the Texans, We've been outscored 130 to 70 in the first half in their last seven contests. So that one three and out, I said, oh, well, that's a good sign. It's not all of a sudden Chuba Herbert or Chuba Chuba, whatever. Is that his real name, Chuba Chuba? Chuba? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what ethnic background that is, Chuba. I mean, uh, that's an interesting name. How many other individuals, you know, named Chuba Chuba? I mean, I don't know. I've never heard... Uh, you know, you heard of Bubba uh, or somebody like Chuba Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, but uh, whatever. Uh, he, he His full a, name, Bobby, just so you know, is Chuba Robert Shamar Hubbard. Okay, so his mama named him uh, Chuba. Chuba, yes. It's kind of like Plexico Bears. I mean, it's <laughs> like his mom was birthing him and she saw the plexiglass, so oh, I'm going to name my baby Plexico. Born and raised in Edmonton, Canada. Okay, maybe it's a Canadian thing. I don't Chuba. know. Uh, they, they might do a skit on uh, on uh, South Park about that. There you uh, go, right. Canadians or something. But, uh, yeah, but anyway, that about? I, I thought that we got off to a great start, and that was interesting, a three and out. But then you know what ended up happening? you got to be kidding me. Groupie missed a 29-yard field goal. Oof. Look at that duck hook. That looked like a bad high school kick. I mean, I don't know if it's groin or what's affected him. But you go and want to get off to a nice start. And when you miss that kick, guess what the score is? 0-0. Zero, zero. What? We're not winning this game? And we want to set the tone. Now, uh, all you golfers out there, the way Groupie hit that ball, I'm sure when you're teeing off, that was one of those. Boy, uh, you all with your friends. And, and, you know, you want to hit it far, but you want to at least hit it down the middle maybe so you're not trying to go find your ball in the rough or on, on, on a different um, – uh, you know, you're not even on the course. Uh, you know what? That kick uh, by, by by Groupie, it, it was like... the concession like, stand somewhere. Uh, yeah, it's like, where the hell did that go? <laughs> now, miss hit, whatever it might be. But uh, no, because that's a glorified extra point. Uh, you you got to make that. And uh, hey, like I can tell you that kind of kick, when you play like the Rams on Thursday night in Los Angeles, you better make that because uh, points are going to be valuable. And uh, <laughs> looking at... Uh, that start, I was like, well, we forced a three and out, but not so b- fast uh, from our uh, defense. I mean, from our off, uh, defense. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, because we forced that three and out, and then we couldn't score. But this is where our defense comes through, and the offense did not come through. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was an interception. Ended up being a forced fumble. We plus one, I know, in the turnover margin. Uh, we were bringing the heat, uh, Brzee and uh, Howden. Uh, bringing the pressure, 
I thought it was an interception, but uh, Warner, Pete Warner, all of a sudden gets the first fumble. And uh, did we take advantage of that? No. I think they ended up calling like on 33 intentional grounding. Uh, you know, on what? We're not going to take advantage of this field position with Derek Carr. So, no, it was kind of shaky at the beginning. Uh, uh, but the one thing we're able to do and, and had the field position to go our way that we went six plays, 44 yards to make it seven nothing. At, at least, uh, you know, we got something going. It's like uh, you, you got to take advantage of opportunities. And finally we did, but it took it till the second quarter. I thought the first quarter we should have had at least 10 points, if not more, considering the fuel position we had. Want to hear from you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line, Houdat's 504-260-1870. Wish the rest of the Houdat Nation a happy birthday and the founding father, the Cajun Cannon, of course. He said this is 16 years now, 16 years. Since, since those words were first the, uttered. There you go. We're uttered from our founding father, the Cajun I'm Cannon himself. I'm not milking himself. a cow. I'm not milking the others. <laughs> Sound off right here. This is Rock Point After. Coming back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Happy birthday, Houdat Nation. Hollywood, give us a call back. Sorry you got disconnected. We'll get you right back into the mix. We got Jimmy and Gretna holding on the line, our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. How's it going, Jimmy? Feels good to win. Hey, how y'all doing? Well, we won, Jimmy. That's what counts. Uh, 28 to 16. You know, we just look at the box scores, the final score. You look scoring off at scoring defense. I think we're outstanding. Uh, you, hey, might say, well, you might say, well, Carolina's sorry. Well, so what? You still got to beat the sorry teams. You're right, man. Hey, look, listen, I know they were booing Derek Carr. Listen, the reality is, and again, I'm speaking on behalf of Bobby. Bobby said on this program before, <laughs> hey, look, like it or not, Derek Carr is our quarterback for a while. That's not that's not Bobby's take on it. That's the way the dollars and cents that's break a down. Business, now, that's a business decision, Jimmy. That's uh, a business. That's Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I'm look, I'm not I'm not his lawyer. I'm not Bobby Aber's lawyer or anything. I'm just saying on behalf. He's right. Now, look, we can cut bait after next year. I'm just glad he got a win. I felt bad for him, honestly, as a fan. He's we got all right. something to play he's for. He's a pro. Don't he's feel bad. Be hey, 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 Jimmy, cr- Jimmy, Jimmy. He's crying to the bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. He's crying <laughs> to the bank. <laughs> Jimmy, come on. He's going to dry on. his tears with $100 bills? Uh, well, well, uh, Jimmy, it's, it's like Otani. Right. Otani. Uh, you think, uh, okay. look, Otani could strike out the rest of his life or, or make error <laughs> after error, and he's still getting that $700 million. How many uh, normal <laughs> folks or fans – would love to have that kind of job security. That, that's now, why. Hey, let me, that's why. But, but it, people think like, oh, with, with Derek Carr, but you know, it is the human element. Yeah, the human emotions can become involved. But the, you know what's pressure? I never forget this. Remember Jim Kelly with the Buffalo Bills, and uh, uh-huh. I, I want to say his dad might have had like six or seven kids, a bunch of kids, and <laughs> they, they're in Pennsylvania. And he wanted to go to University of my. Uh, uh, he wanted to play, I should say, at home and play with Penn State. But uh, Joe Paterno wanted to put him at linebacker. But I want to play quarterback, uh-huh. so he goes to University of Miami. And then we all know Jim Kelly. He went to four straight Super Bowls. He never won anything. And they would say, "Oh, yeah. oh Jimmy, it's a lot of uh, Jim Kelly. A lot of pressure on you uh, to win the big one, whatever." He said, "Pressure." He goes, I- "I'm so fortunate to be an NFL quarterback playing at the highest level right now." Pressure is when you got to feed six or seven mouths and you get laid off. Bobby, let me ask, let me finish with this question to you. Okay. So 
Sean Payton obviously had a lot of input on who he drafted, the undrafted rookies like Pierre Thomas and who the guys we got over the years. Now with Loomis and them are in charge. How bad have we whiffed on all these offensive linemen? When you add up Trevor Penning, who's a healthy scratch a lot of these games, is that a coaching issue? Is that a whiff from a drafting standpoint? Cesar Ruiz, some people. Sal Devary's now on the IR. Like, these are guys we drafted at that position. Right. Our offensive line is not working out. I mean, our offensive lineman was fighting with Derek Carr today. Well, I mean, it, you know, you talked about well, the well, line. Well, are well, we well, whipping or what? Well, well, Jimmy, it wasn't the offensive line. It was uh, Eric McCoy and Derek Carr. But let me tell you. Uh, people now, you know, they focus with the camera and all, but that happens way more than you think. Now, it might happen in the locker room. It could happen on the sideline. Now, uh, you might be composed and you're not throwing your helmet or going crazy, and then you might be MFing one another. Uh, I, I'm, I'm telling you, because it's intense. I thought uh, Dennis Allen, Coach Allen, handled that uh, appropriate. Uh, dealing with the media and, tell, uh, and telling, how does this come about? But Jimmy, I, I'm going to tell you a story. I'll never forget. You know, how you deal with players, that's why I see you got to be almost a sports psycho- psychologist. Like Darren Gilbert, Cal State Fullerton. As the quarterback, you're saying? Yeah, as quarterback. Yeah. Okay, he's playing tackle. If I got on him, he was going to play worse. <laughs> so I'd say, keep fighting. Come on, you could do it. And all I'm trying, I, 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 I would bet that's how you got to talk to Andrews Pete. If you chew out Andrews Pete, he would just uh, go more in a shell. Even though he's a giant, he's a giant of a man, you got to encourage him more. So you got to be more soothing. Yeah, yeah. where Stan Brock, <laughs> he wanted me to dog cuss him and get him, him straight. And get him motivated that way. I'll never forget the only time I almost got in a fight in the sideline, you might say, I'm telling you, I almost got a fight. You think I was worried about the damn cameras? I almost got in a fight with Bob Whitfield from Stanford, number one draft pick. He was a giant of a man, way bigger than me. <laughs> Big Bob Whitfield. He had a glass eye. He only had like one eye, but he was unbelievable. His feet and his hands, he was unbelievable. Well, he got ticked off. It was the latter part of the season. We're not going anywhere, kind of like Carolina. We're not going anywhere. And he wasn't, uh, and he's, he was outstanding, one of the best offensive linemen in the league. But they didn't vote him into the Pro Bowl. So he so, was mad. So he didn't feel like playing. And he got his bonus, I'm sure, too. So he was ticked off. Well, he didn't feel like playing. And all of a sudden, we were playing the Rams, and I'm getting the crap knocked <laughs> out of me. So I'm saying, come on, Wit. I mean, you got to be a pro. Come on. Uh, right, I need you. It, it, it's like not even in the second quarter, I'm getting the crap knocked out of me. And so I'm on him. And he was all like, oh, I don't even like feel like playing. I go, come on, you got to be a pro. So finally, then I got hit, and I got up in his face, and uh, you know, we get in an argument. This is June Jones as the head coach, and uh, you know, uh, we go we go on the sidelines, and it, it, it was it's very confrontational. Okay, it was one of those things where um, all of a sudden, uh, Whitfield says he's going to kick my ass. And I said, you might kick my ass, but you're going to know you've been in a fight. He's way bigger than me. I swear I was going to fight him. And so that's why Derek Carr and McCoy, that's not really a big thing. Because everybody wants to win and you're so competitive. Now, you got to be able to reel that in. Sure. And you And not get into blows, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it comes to case in point. I mean, uh, one time Jeff George wanted to fight June Jones. I got in between them. So when you think in football, stuff like this don't happen. So now... Listen, you witnessed what happened with McCoy and Derek Carr and then the young people 
uh, or, or younger media members or, or just everybody in general, when they see something like that, oh, uh, uh, there's a, in the locker room, it's just not good. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you, there's way more fights that happen that the media doesn't even know about that happens in locker rooms and confrontations that you got to be one snap and clear. I was going to say, uh, right now, Bobby, probably Eric McCoy and Derek Carr they probably have long squashed that. Right, well, exactly. They can go They're to probably dinner. headed to dinner, exactly. Well, what, you're going to have your feelings hurt? <laughs> you're playing freaking football. Oh, my feelings are hurt. Oh, you can't speak to me that way. No, Gen Z people think like you can't do that or whatever, but that's just football. Come on, it's a violent sport. And so, heat of the moment, you know. Heat things. of the moment, uh, one snap and clear, you got to get over it. Come on, we got to produce. And after that occurred, the conversation between Carr and, and McCoy, did they fall apart? No, because they're pros. Right. You got to be able to compartmentalize. You got to be able to understand his task at hand and what's expected of you. So after that, then the Saints produce offensively. We scored, right? Because they can compartmentalize. You can't pout and, and go over in the corner and time out. Hmm. Oh, I'm going to put you in timeout. Uh, go over there. What? You can't be soft. That's why a lot of people in society they can't understand what it takes to be a professional football player. Because they couldn't handle it from a psychological standpoint because they soft. They soft. They, you you, you got to like, listen, I'm not saying it's all going to be roses and all that. <laughs> you got to understand that you got to win. If you don't win, then they're going to boo you. And if you win, then they'll be on the bandwagon and want to support you. That just comes with the territory. And that's what the Saints are going to have to do against the Giants. I don't know. The same thing might happen next Sunday. Who knows? You got to come away and find a way to win. You got to win the damn game. Cajun Cannon telling it like it is. Be back with even more of the Ciroc Point after, right after this. Stay tuned on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You heard the numbers there to get involved in the program. Cajun Cannon seeing from one of our texters, 2142, sorry, but it's not normal for a center and a quarterback to argue on the field. Well, you might say, well, I'm an old individual. Drew Brees would never do that. Uh, Yeah, because it's freaking Drew Brees. (laughs) He's a Hall of Famer. Look at the Masters. They got 32 teams. Now, you might say, well, that's what I want. Yeah, you want everybody, to hit, and you want wants. to hit the, hit the lottery too, right? You want to hit that. I'm telling you, there's few and far between. There's way more confrontations than you have. That's why when everybody, you remember, then a lot of the fans, maybe not this old individual, remember a lot of fans like, oh, we need to move on from Drew Brees. I said, you better watch what you're wishing for uh, when you're going to go post Drew Brees. I still wonder where our good friend Anthony is. No, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, he didn't pass away. Right, I don't know if he uh, moved away or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, he would no, call no. all the time saying, oh, "You know, well, he, he's well, on the downswing," and well, you're like, "Eventually, you're going to be right." Yeah, eventually, going <laughs> to be right after a decade. <laughs> he was calling in ten years before Drew Brees retired, and Drew Brees we not need a mobile answer. quarterback too. Yeah, would say. And I said, "Yeah, <laughs> eventually, you're going to be right because he will get old." Uh, but no, uh, it's it's unbelievable how highly competitive the NFL is. And how many confrontations you have that people don't realize what goes on behind the scenes. Right now we're going to look at our diamond in the rough performance of the game, Cajun Cannon. That's presented by Friend and Company. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. And, man, we get back into the win column, and you are handling out a number of awards for diamond in the rough today. Well, uh, because a number of players are not necessarily household names, um, uh, starting with uh, Jordan Howland. Uh, he led the team in tackles, uh, uh, assisted with eight, uh, ten total, a sack, pass defended, uh, a forced fumble. And how about uh, uh, Isaac Yadam? I mean, uh, look at it. They were picking on him. And I thought at the beginning uh, they were going op- opposite of Paulson and Debo, and they weren't going after Debo. Uh, you know, Lattimore's not in the game, so they're going after Yadam. And he had three significant passes defended. He ended up with two total tackles. And, you know, uh, that long pass play um, at the end of the game, Steve, that was probably, uh, let me see, was, it was definitely, um, you know, on, on the back end of the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, when Young hit, remember Adam Thielen? Uh, when he hit him for a 32-yard game? Right. He's the longest play of the game, right, for that them. Was, that was against Paulson and Debo. It wasn't against Isaac Yadam. Would you think, in theory, uh, you know, that it would be against that type player? But they probably Paulson and Debo. Can you shut out Adam Thielen? And it didn't necessarily happen. He ended up having five catches, uh, 74 yards, 15 yard average. But so I look at Jordan Howard, Diamond in the Rough, and uh, looking at Isaac Yadam. And Steve, who was the third guy I was telling you? It was like three guys. Lynn. Oh, yes. Oh, the perm returner. No, uh, Lynn Bowden. Right. No, I thought Lynn Bowden's outstanding considering he's um, played quarterback in Kentucky. 
Uh, Mike Dettelier always brags about him, uh, his versatility. Right. He's like a poor man, but NFL teams realize his skill set and all the different things he can do. In the punt return game, I thought he was outstanding. He had, he had uh, 23 yards. He averaged 11 and a half yards a return. And when you look at what occurred there, uh, when you're trying to flip the field, those hidden yardage, that's always uh, – now you got to be efficient offensively and, and well-rounded game. I thought this game, I, 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 obviously we're outstanding on special teams, but that's one less first down you have to get uh, with Bowden. Uh, when you look at his contribution as far as a uh, punt returner. And now he also, okay, he had four targets, four receptions for 24 yards. So uh, his long game was 15 yards. So, uh, yeah, Lynn Bound Jr., you got to give him credit, uh, Jordan Howden, and then uh, also uh, Isaac Yadam. Uh, so I don't know, it's a trifecta a diamond in the rough. Uh, what occurred today against Carolina. That's worthy on the birthday of the Houdat Nation. We can have a trifecta diamond in the rough performance brought to you by friend and company. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. We'll be right back here on the Ciroc Point after. Want to hear from you? Dial in 504-260-1870 the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Houdat be back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Shots up on the Ciroc Point after. Want to hear from you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We've got D and of oils. What you got for us today, D? Well, hello, everyone. Hello. I want to say real quick, we had the opportunity to eat at your restaurant, Bobby, and it was wonderful. Oh, well, thanks for going. It was wonderful. Listen, and as you said, a win in the NFL is good. Yes. Because there are no homecoming games. Yes. But let's not forget, it was 14-6 to in the third quarter with one of those being a special team's touchdown. That is true. So, here's my, my concern you know, with Eric McCoy, it may have been an anomaly, but there's been said there's turmoil within the locker room. And Derek Carr just has not asserted himself yet as a leader who's going to have the ride-or-die support of his teammates. We've seen incidents through the season with Alave, Kamara making these cryptic comments. I'm not even going to go into Michael Thomas because what he did texting during a game was so just uh, disrespectful to the team and organization. That's a good point. All of this seems to be symptoms of bigger problems that are looming. And I don't know if Dennis Allen has the personality and the ability to assert assert himself as having control over these situations. Probably not. Probably not. I'd like to hear your thoughts on (laughs) where do you think Derek is within um, the locker room and the respect and support of his teammates? Well, uh, Derek Carr hasn't done enough uh, like a Drew Brees. That would never happen to Drew Brees. Uh, But that can happen to Derek Carr because he don't have enough skins on the wall in a Saints uniform. And that's why I think you'd have to disrespect uh, what happened with Eric McCoy. Let me tell you something. You might not like this. Uh, all you listeners out there, being an NFL quarterback, you know when you're in the huddle and you truly got uh, the command of the huddle, you tell them to shut the f up. I'm the. This is the way it is. Now you got to produce. They got to trust you. If they see you hanging in there and making plays, no. Whether you like it or not, it's kind of like the military in a sense. Where uh, who's in command? Whether you're a platoon leader, or are you ultimately like the uh, the general, 
like Patton or whatever it might be. No, that's their mindset. Now, they have to have their trust in you that you're going to get it done. So to me, by Eric McCoy being conversational with Derek, uh, uh, with Derek Carr, that would never happen with Drew Brees. Now, I'm saying you might go through rough times and something might develop in the future where that won't happen. But when I looked at what occurred, now, I don't know. Again, I'm not in uh, what happened. I'm not in their meeting rooms. Uh, to me, what, what occurred there, it seems like uh, how you setting the protection. You know, you got to have the quarterback, the center, they have to be uh, on the same page as far as how you uh, set the, the blocking and the protection. And when uh, when Carr got sacked, by, uh, who's an outstanding player, this guy got over 100 tackles, like Luvu, whatever, however you pronounce his name. Yeah, Frankie Luvu. Uh, okay, that, that, that dude could play. And if you give him uh, the angle to come at you, and now he ended up with having a sack, uh, four total tackles, uh, three quarterback hurries, a tackle for a loss. So you better have the damn protection right. You take one false step, and it's in the A-gap up the middle. So with that being said, uh, they got to be on the same page of protection. And I think uh, Derek might have said something uh, to McCoy, and then it might say, well, I did this or I didn't do that. But when you have success, and I'm talking about ultimate success, like with Drew Brees, that would never happen. But look what the Saints are at right now, how we've been frustrated at times. And Derek Carr is new to the team. So that's what it happens. Because I think Eric McCoy is a nice. Eric McCoy is a nice guy. He he ain't no. He's not no son of a gun, uh, like a bad. No, he's an upstanding citizen on and off the field. Okay. Um, but you know when this would never occur, what happened with McCoy and with Derek Carr, uh, that would never happen. Now it's the experience how you familiar with one another, you're on the same page. That would never happen with Max Unger and Drew Brees. Now you might say, well, why can't everybody be like uh, Max Unger and Drew Brees? Because not everybody is. Come on. The level Max Unger was at and Drew Brees, it's off the chart. It just so happened it was in our backyard. And you think like, oh, every NFL team's like this. Uh, no, it's not. It's not, I'm telling you. Trust me. We're going to pause 10 seconds now to let stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Going to take a break here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. When we get back more into your calls also, we'll hear from head, uh, from the quarterback, Derek Carr. See what he had to say about that mix-up with Eric McCoy and what his thoughts were on it. But like I said, back with more of the Ciroc Pointer right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. You heard it right there in the opening there, folks. The founding father of the Houdat Nation, the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, And happy birthday 16 no, years I, ago I, today. I, I, I don't know. My math might be. I think uh, Steve, we got a text here, and I Uh-oh. think because it, it was first uttered, uh, and this is. Uh, let me see. This is from zero one six three. Did I hear Bobby say it was uttered 12 2006. Wouldn't that make the Huda Nation seventeen, not sixteen? So okay, uh, you c- count on your fingers or whatever. You might be uh, seven, eight, nine, so 10, 17 11, years. Oh, 12, we've been saying 16. 16. We're actually 17, a 17-year-old now. 
Yeah, we're 17 year old. Well, we're almost 18. We're almost legal age. <laughs> uh, we, we'll be illegal next year. Yeah, so it is 17. 17 years ago was that infamous yeah. Dallas Cowboys slaughter. Yeah, yeah, the, the slaughter and whipping the cowgirls. And uh, let me tell you, if we could, you know, would be a fantasy for this season because I think it is, it is what it is. I mean, we don't think we have a championship team. I'm talking about the Huda Nation. Now, we think we can be relevant, maybe be disruptive. I would like nothing more to be disruptive. And don't do like Tampa Bay did last year. Somehow, you know, the Eagles win the NFC East. And Dallas would be a wild card. And you might say, oh, they got a better record than the Saints. But guess what? Because we won the NFC South, we're hosting a game. Right. If you could tell me right now, I think this would be a successful season. If we can host Dallas and win the first playoff game, I don't care if we don't win nothing after that. Now, I want to win in the future, but I think that'd be utmost success. You would take a playoff victory over the Cowgirls. Oh, without a doubt. And, uh, and throw a little lanyop in there. <laughs> How about a dominant victory? Uh, then, then all now of you get sudden, greedy. All of a sudden, they got to go. <laughs> yeah, they got to go back in their cave, all the Cowgirl fans, because they haven't won anything over a quarter of a century. What, was that 96 or something? I mean, uh, so, you know, they think, oh, this is our year, this is our year, this is our year. Uh, uh, listen, it's always great. I don't know what's going to happen. They're getting ready to play tonight, right? Yeah, Eagles yeah. versus uh, oh, oh, the Cowboys tonight. Uh, oh, yeah. No, no, that would be interesting. Uh, I think Dallas is training in the right direction. Is be, I don't know, kind of, I'm intrigued, Steve. You know, you're probably intrigued, too, what the Eagles are going to do. Yeah, they got whooped last week, so let's see what they put out now. Yeah, but Dallas got whooped uh, by the 49ers. So did the Eagles. So uh, what's going to happen? No, I'm, I love football. I'm going to watch that game uh, because it is intriguing. But, but, but I'm telling you right now, that would be – it's a two-way nightmare. That'd be the Huda Nation's worst nightmare if you host in a team like Dallas and you get waxed. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady got waxed last year. Remember when they hosted Dallas? And even though they won the NFC South? Right. What so have done. The worst nightmare for the Saints, the Huda Nation would be like we're hosting Dallas and get crushed. And then the worst nightmare for them <laughs> would be to come here and to see the Superdome. And we, we, not so fast. Not so fast. You're not going to the Super Bowl. And then um, – you put a whooping on them. But you know what? With Dallas right now and the fans' expectation, they could be win a playoff game. They could be in the NFC Championship. Maybe win or lose, but, but let's say they win it. But with Jerry Jones and his age, they got to win the Super Bowl. And not just go. It'd be almost like the Carolina Panthers, who we played today. You might think, look, Cam Newton was shocked they didn't beat the Broncos. Because what do we still say? We can't say this to Tampa Bay fans, but what do we have over Carolina and the Falcons? They ringless. Uh, well, you got there, but you didn't win the uh, Couldn't close the, the deal, right. Right. So I think with Dallas right now, with Jerry Jones, no, they want to go all the way. And not only be in the big dance, but they want to win. But then there's a lot of obstacles before that would occur. KJ Cannon looking at what's bugging you about today's game. That's brought to you by J&J Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company. And I think something you're going to bring up might be something that's bugging a lot of the Houdat Nation. Well, uh, going forward, we got four games left. Four games? I don't care if it's the Giants, Rams, Tampa Bay, Atlanta. 
So I'm going to be conservative uh, that Jimmy Graham should have at least 20 targets. Not two, not one or two in the game. And I'm going to say on average, five targets a game, if not five targets plus. Jimmy Graham has shown why he needs to be a tight end in our offense. Not only the red zone, but when you're trying to first down, Saints, move the football. Mm. Jimmy Graham got targeted uh, uh, two times, had two catches. Uh, His long game was 12 yards. And he ended up with a touchdown. So you got to target him. Um, not, not the last two games, doesn't he have two uh, two targets, two touchdowns? Right. As far as scoring. If you look at what occurred, and I'm telling you, I was with the media, Steve. You already were back at the studio. I'm with the media, and I'm saying, uh, are you kidding me? Third and nine. Who shows up? Car to Jimmy Graham. Contested catch, first down, <laughs> Saints, and then all of a sudden Carter, Chris Olave, touchdown, seven yards, and we go five plays, 63 yards, two minutes, 13 seconds, and we're winning 21 to six. Hello. That third down catch by Jimmy Graham. I don't know if Jawan Johnson or Foster Morrow makes that, and I'm not hating on nobody. Listen, Foster Morrow is an NFL player. Look, all the different things he can do. Jawan Johnson, uh, NFL player, they don't got the damn skins on the wall like Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham has proven. Now, I think uh, Coach Allen was kind of, okay, we understand, we understand. Uh, I I don't want to go back. I want to go forward. I don't want to go back. Why we didn't utilize him more at the beginning of the season. Okay, I understand that. But going forward, Jimmy Graham needs to be in the damn game plan to close out this season, hopefully you won one, you can win two, and then you can win three, whatever it might be. But to close out this season, that's bugging me if Jimmy Graham doesn't have at least five targets going forward in every game. That's what's bugging the Cajun Cannon about today's game. That's brought to you by J&J Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company. See all your calls lined up on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We'll get right to them when we get back right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point after the Saints, a 28-6 winner over the Carolina Panthers. Remember, Saints win, you win at McDonald's. Time to get into Derek Carr's postgame interview, which is brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. Here's Carr's comments after today's matchup. Derek, how much is it? How happy are you to see Jimmy back? 
it, he has been uh, he's been someone that you know our lockers are just separated by one and we have had a lot of great conversations where we're both in there very early and so some early morning from training camp to now just just great times getting to know each other just becoming good friends and good teammates and having him you know we we knew that he could do some of these things obviously we hit him early in green bay um you know and now the past couple of weeks he's you know been you know viable option for us and um just to see him still play at that level and still be able to execute he made the best play of the day was that catch you know it was unbelievable it's like the only place i could throw it and yeah, it's Jimmy Graham. Like I watched Drew do it enough. You know, it's like give him a chance, and he went up and made a heck of a play. So, you know, you watch that play, and you're like, he looks like he's, you know, 28 years old. You know, and uh, really impressed. But I think the greatest thing is his leadership. You know, what he brings to our team, just the mellowness. You know, just his demeanor. Um, you know, when it's when it's tough, when it's hard, those grinding days on a Wednesday or Thursday, uh, he's been just fantastic for our team. What happened uh, between you and Eric in, in that situation? Yeah, always. Yeah, I mean, things happen, man. You know, <laughs> um, we were both had had our reasons. We were both right for an aspect. We were both wrong for an aspect. Um, but that's not the only time that's ever happened. You know, with me and a player or uh, an offensive lineman or a center. Um, you know, that stuff happens. And uh, you know, the best part about it, you know, Rich Basaccia always taught me. Those moments are going to happen. You're going to have conflict sometimes, confrontation. Always circle back. So we went and circled back. We looked at each other, both smiled because we both already knew, you know. Um, and uh, but that was with all the cameras around. That stuff gets caught sometimes. Um, but there is no problem. It's all good. You've had a couple of those this year. Is that something that you kind of me, Eric? Well, I'm just excited that we won a game today. You know, people gritted through some stuff and. That's what I'm happy about. You don't think that conflict's like maybe an issue, though? Brother, I'm not trying to be negative with you anymore. I'm sorry. When you say fight through it, how much were injuries? How much were you affected? How much were you trying to fight through stuff physically? Did that limit you at all? Everybody. Everybody's dealing with stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, they put the little injury report out there, and there's everyone, everyone, there's eight guys on every team every year, you know, and or every week, I should say. And everybody's dealing with stuff. Um, I just, I, I grew up in a time where like, you know, there are certain things that you're gonna, you may not put your best film out there, but are you still willing to go out there and be out there for your teammates, right? And uh, we have a lot of guys that make that make those decisions all the time. Like, no, nah, we're gonna be out there and it is what it is, you know? Eric, you're pretty good with transparency. How would you assess your play today? Yes. <laughs> we won. <laughs> we won. That's. I got enough yards and touchdowns for a lifetime, man. I came here to win and hopefully we can just keep doing that. Derek, everything you went through this week, how does it feel to get the win? How are you feeling? Yeah, my, my favorite thing is to watch my teammates celebrate. So, um, you know, we got to go in that locker room and everyone was dancing. Coaches, special teams coach right in the middle of it, you know, uh, watching Rez dance and all, all that. that. I mean, that's this this game's hard enough, you know. Um, and so whenever you can get a win and watch everybody celebrate, um, knowing, you know, you see guys a smile on their face, you know what they dealt with all week, you know what that guy dealt with, and you, know, you watch them and you see that smile, and like that's what, 
that's those like Mickey said in there. Like you're you're gonna remember the people you do it with, and because you know their story, you know you know what's happening in their life, and um, that that's what was cool to me. I saw two or three guys. I know they they were dealing with some stuff nobody knows about, but they came out, gritted out, and we were able to get away and see them smile. You know, even though it was hard week, it was really cool. There was a report that you got a, a rib fracture. Is that is that right? And is that limiting at all in, in anything you're trying to do? I did. Um, I've had a couple this year. Um, I think that's. I'm up to three now, uh, which is, that's uh, there were guys last year on the team here that were dealing with those, you know, and they, they what's crazy is they had a whole bunch of them last year. They know exactly how to treat them, like just stuff to help you be at your close to as best as you can. And so um, ribs on court or rota- any rotational athlete are tough, but I was at, I, w- I felt good enough. They felt confident enough that I could at least be out there and, you know, execute. Is that like a mobility risk or a pain management thing? A little bit of both? Uh, probably, yeah, because uh, pain would be the mobility issue. But um, uh, we were able to do some things <laughs> to, to help that uh, as best we could. Did that the other way plan? Sorry, sorry. Uh, sorry, yeah. Did that affect the game plan that you guys were trying to do, trying to work around uh, No, we knew. I mean, this game, they want to stop the pass. You know, they hold their shell looks. They want to take away the deep stuff and all that kind of stuff. And I think they're only giving up 180 yards passing all year, you know. And so, like, you know the emphasis. I, I used to play that scheme all the time in Denver. That's the emphasis. you got to be able to run the ball to win the game. And uh, when you do have pass plays down the red zone, um, you know, try and be efficient, try and hit, got to hit a shot. You know, that just there's just formulas to playing certain teams. And um, it's, trust me, I, I'll throw 20 yards in a, in a game and get a win any day. Like I said, I came here to do that. So however we have to do that, we've thrown for 300 and lost. And that it's a crappy week, you know. Like now everyone has a smile on their face. We've got to win. Um, and whatever the scheme is, man, you just, you know, everybody tries to attack things differently. And so going into it, it wasn't like maybe they didn't tell me, you know. But we, I, I knew it was going to be a heavy run the ball day because every time I played this game, you got to be able to run the ball efficiently, and we were able to do that. Eric, at what point does the way you win matter as much as getting the win? Man, in 10 years, like, I, I just – I've been a part of some really big wins, and you have a huge day on one side of the ball or the other, and then I've been a part of some win or, or some games where you have a great day and you lose, and, or some games where you lose. And I, one thing I've learned is that you really don't care how you, us in the building we don't care how we win. You know, you just you just got to win. You know, this league is way too tough. Um, you know, uh, to you know, try and nitpick. With the nitpicking is to get better for the next game. You know, and if we're going to do those plays and that kind of stuff, and get better as individually. But you just take a win anytime you can get them. You know, um, you always hear a coach. I, I, I've been a part of these where it wasn't pretty, and then hey, man, we able to get a couple at the end and put it away. And it, hey, it wasn't pretty. I've heard coach say I wasn't pretty, but we won. You know, and so uh, I've just adopted that, and I believe that any way you can do it, you just want to win. It was a unique play. Did you get away with one on the one, or what did you see when you threw that one that, that went to Andrew's feet? I guess you were glad he didn't catch it. Or? Oh, I was trying to dirt it um, at Chris. Uh, Chris had broken, the safety was there, and I was trying to dirt. But as I got hit, it just kind of fell to him. Um, but I wasn't trying to throw it to Andrus. That was <laughs> that was not a target. Yeah. Derek, you know, I know. I'm sorry to belabor this, but you know, people see the quarterback and the center arguing yeah. throughout a game on television. It's going to be perceived as this is just something bubbling out of the locker room. This is something that's happening that we're now seeing. Yeah. What would you say to that? And does that perception 
matter? Um, the perception of it, no, no, that doesn't matter. Um, to to say, I mean, I've always been honest with you guys. To say that there was a problem before, we we had a great week of texting each other and practice and laughing and having fun and all that kind of stuff. So, um, me and Eric have no no issue in the moment. Something happened. The, the reason doesn't matter. Everyone wants to know the reason. Everybody wants to know the why and what. It doesn't matter. We we were both right. We were both wrong. At the same time, we both were like, my bad. He was like, my bad. I was like, my bad. And that was it. And I've done that with my two older brothers probably 50 times in my life. And it happens. Um, but when it when it's like in a frustrating moment and that kind of happens, it is intensified, as I've learned. Um, you know, because people want to know, oh, no, what's wrong? Um, there, there really is nothing wrong. We had a moment um, that I've, I've had some of those moments in my 10 years a lot of times, you know, with a, with a coach, with a teammate, somebody. And just I always learn, you always circle back, you make it right, and you keep going. But that kind of stuff happens all the time at practice. Uh, I'm not saying with me and him, I'm saying just with teammates. That, that stuff happens. Um, and you just make sure you always, you know, circle back, make it right, and we did that. And so um, I love Eric. I love Eric to death. Um, but I, I would be completely honest with you. There's no problem. One last question for Derek and then Carl Granderson. Derek, when did the refractions happen? Sorry, I mean, it's not good. I just think that's it. You're talking about? Yeah, is that uh, the Green Bay game? And then there's the other refractions. Yeah, there's uh, the other two. No one even knew. Uh, I played uh, through them, uh, but the the one was last week, um, Detroit. Yeah. But you'd already had the two. A different time. It was a different. It wasn't those two games. It was a different game. Yeah. Derek Carr's post-game interview is brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. And yet, Cajun Cannon, I think that's a pretty reoccurring theme we're going to hear with the beef between Eric McCoy and Derek Carr. He squashed that. Uh, our sideline reporter, Jeff Nowak, also got some audio from the locker room of Eric McCoy speaking. We'll hear about that coming back from the next break. But yeah, well, th- these are grown men here. There's not no. that big of a deal. And sometimes emotions do get a better of folks. Yeah, uh, but it's still one snap it clear. you got a compartment. <laughs> Uh, what, I got my feelings hurt, so I'm going to pout? I thought you put and, it great, uh, too. It's like, what happened the after they got into a fight? Uh, after they got into a fight, I think the Saints started rolling offensively and scoring. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's not society. You know, everybody got like, oh. Get along. Yeah, yeah you know, you got to have empathy and all that. Ain't no uh, damn empathy in football. It's all about production. You got to produce. Now, sometimes the emotions that Eric McCoy showed – I uh, wish maybe Andrews Pete would do that. Has Andrews Pete ever been mad in his life? If he oh, get no. mad, if he'd be mad, Andrews Pete could Watch probably out. could kill somebody. I think. <laughs> no, he's always like uh, kind of poised and all that. If he hears you, he might get mad. Uh, but yeah, but, but but I mean, he might want to kick my ass, and I know he can. Uh, but the, the bottom line is, is that listen, you it, football is emotions. It's a passionate game. It's controlled violence. Right. Uh, you, you can't be dwell on anything, whether it's positive or negative. You got to move on, and you got to produce. You got to find some way to win the game. That's the bottom line. All right, who has? We got a victory today. Black and gold back in the Will and Colin. That's the most important thing. Snapping that three-game skid, and Atlanta, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, all six and seven in the South. Well, well, uh, Steve, as we go on a break, uh, you know, at times if you have a problem. What I think is too volatile in football, well, then uh, it's not really going to change. So if you need extra hours to go to the therapist, go to the damn therapist. 
So you could deal with what occurs on the field. Well, so I mean, to, there's to nothing me, wrong maybe with maybe that. if each, we yelled at each other more and let our feelings out and let you know how I feel, things would get remedied a lot quicker. Uh, yeah, instead of keeping it all in, there you, you go. let it out and then you move on. Express I mean, yourself. On. One snap it clear. Let's go. Back with more of the Ciroc Point after, right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point after. Want to get back into some more of our audio before we get to your callers on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. See you there. Be right with you. But our sideline reporter, Jeff Nowak, was part of the group that caught up with Eric McCoy in the Saints locker room after the game. Uh, we just heard from Derek Carr. So let's hear what the Saints center had to say. Uh, we just had a disagreement. Um, emotions are high. My emotions were high. His emotions were high about how things have been going through the game. Um, and I lost my cool. So I would like a, a public disagreement deserves a public apology. So uh, we talked about it already, person, person to person. But out loud, I would like to say, Derek Carr, I am sorry. I let my emotions get the best of me, and that's not okay. Was it maybe just a culmination of emotions in general, just trying to get the offense going? Yeah. Was it a boiling point that then? I think it was just frustration. He was tired of getting hit. I was tired of getting hit. And it was just, I lost my cool. I did. And like I said, Derek Carr, I'm sorry. We're good. I love him. He loves me. We're on the same page. So he didn't say anything to you or anything like that? You just lost your cool? I lost my cool. Then, um... In terms of just how relieving was it to get a win, and what did you see kind of out there? Yeah, um, it was nice to get a win. I mean, we we dropped three in a row, I think. Um, So it's nice to come back home, um, be in front of our crowd, be in front of our fans. and get a win, and it wasn't perfect. It definitely didn't go the way that we wanted it to. Um, but as of right now, a win is a win, and we'll chalk that in the record book. Kind of a slow start in the first half. Kind of was clicking for you guys there at the end. Really yeah. Um, you know, I think that our defense did a great job of getting us the ball back in their territory, um, and I think that gave us an opportunity to go down and score in the red zone, um, which is a trend that we need to keep going. Eric, not to belabor this point, but you know, I think when people see that, when people see the center arguing with the quarterback, they're going to say, "Well, this is just a sign of distrust in the locker room and things are going on in the locker room." And so you would you would say that that's not the case? That this was just something that occurred on the field? Yes, no, no. I don't think there's any distrust in the locker room. Like I said, I love Derek Carr. Derek Carr loves me. Um, we hash things out, and we're going to be good going forward. Um, and like I said, I take full responsibility for my actions. It's very unbecoming of me to uh, lose my cool like that. Um, and yeah, we're good. Like we had a kumbaya moment over there in the locker or in the training room. Um, but no, that was me. Gotcha. By the time you came over and sat, I know you sat between you and mm-hmm. Caesar on the bench. Mm-hmm. Was it kind of just like you know just happened out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was just emotions passed. Um, he came over. He apologized. I apologized. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I would say that we have to go win four games in a row. Um, I mean, I can't speak too much to how things will play out. I know that we have to lock in. We have to go out and execute week in and week out and prepare for the Giants next week who have a great nose tackle in Derek Dexter Lawrence. Does that not necessarily reflect on this game? I'm sure that was talked about. I mean, it was just gritty. It was grimy. It was ugly. Um, and I feel like that's where part of my frustration came from. Um, 
But yeah, like I said, a win is a win. And I'm thankful for each and every one because they're hard to get in this NFL no matter who the opponent is. What is yeah. the message from D.A. after a win like this? Same thing. It was gritty. It was grimy. It was ugly. But a win is a win. You got to be thankful for each one. When frustrations boil all over like that, is it hard to remember that you know, you're ahead technically at the time? Like, I guess scoring context. I mean, no, I, mean, I knew the score. Right. I was just frustrated. Um, no, I mean, I understood, but... It happens. It's an emotional game. I have emotions. He has emotions. Um, yeah. What was working with the run game uh, early? It seems like the lanes you guys are getting were pretty big. Yeah, I mean, we were able to get going early, but in the second half, it kind of dwindled down. Um, so that was another frustration. Um, but I think it was Alvin Kamara running the ball super hard. Jamal Williams running the ball super hard. And if those guys can continue doing that, we can continue opening some lanes like that, um, we can be successful going forward. I want to thank Saints sideline reporter Jeff Nowak getting that audio from the locker room for us of Saints center Eric McCoy. And thank you for being the big adult, the big man Amen. in that situation. You heard Eric McCoy there. Can we squash this whole situation about two teammates arguing on the field? And hey, it was it was the quarterback. And we've seen Derek Carr get a little emotional at times. So what? Well, you want him to be like he don't care? You want him to have – you want Derek Carr to have an Andrews Pete personality where it's kind of ho-hum? I'm not just picking on Andrews Pete, but Eric McCoy, uh, no. Uh, so, no, I, I, I let my emotions take over. Um, then it's one snap and clear. It, it, it's no big deal. I lost my cool. That's all we heard right there. I lost uh, my cool. Sorry. Uh, well, well, so public what? incident, so I'm giving a public apology. Oh, How uh, grown was that man? Okay, and <laughs> who that nation? All of you texters, everyone. Oh, you want to make a mountain out of a mohill. Uh, again. What, after that occurred, what did the Saints offense do? They did nothing but score. <laughs> they just scored, and they won the game because you could compartmentalize, you could handle all that. So that's why, I mean, come on. Maybe you might not be able to handle that situation, but you're not a pro football player. You're a pro football player, and you have those conversations all the time. you got to be able to compartmentalize and handle it. Come on. And again, how you should be able to handle it, if you truly look at the big picture, so what is McCoy? He's going to pout and he's not going to block anymore? We paying him freaking $40 million a year, and then, uh, then uh, Derek Carr's getting paid all that money. Andrew Speed, whoever it might be, you're being highly rewarded to be a professional football player. So it might not always work on your behalf, but you got to bounce back because you're well compensated. And if you want to last and make this your lifestyle and a career – you got to be able to do that. So, uh, Eric McCart, that was outstanding. I think both Derek Carr and Eric McCoy were outstanding in their response to what occurred in the heat of the moment. Now, some people couldn't handle that. Uh, if that, oh, I would have been fine for sure. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, well, I mean, that's not going to accomplish anything. Now, you might, there's a lot of fights that happen in the locker room that the public don't even know about. I'm talking about real fights, like fist fights. <laughs> And so they, 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 and those they, even get rectified. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's like, uh, so we fought yesterday, we friends tomorrow. 
No, uh, a lot of people can't handle that. We'll be back with even more of the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Stay tuned right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Closing things out, getting ready to close things out here on the Ciroc Point after on this victorious Ciroc Point after the Saints 28-6. Winners over the Panthers, improving to 6-7 and seven on the season. All knotted up with the Falcons and Buccaneers. Who's going to take this division? Want to get into our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line? We got James on the line. Wants to talk about the upcoming Giants game. What you got, James? Hey guys, if I was back in DC, I couldn't say this, but I'm, <laughs> I'm quietly. I won't be. Pu- I won't be pulling for him next weekend because he's playing us. But I mean, how could you not love Tommy DeVito? He's living the dream. This kid is. I'm gonna make my point here. Listen, follow me here. He's making forty-four thousand dollars a game, <laughs> and he lives ten miles from the stadium with his mom. Without a doubt. Come on, really. No, no, he, 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 this is almost a sitcom. The local boy, especially in New York, like I was a local boy from the Bayou playing with the Saints. There you go, very relatable, right? But when you look at, like, the population and the millions of people, you know, Jersey, New York, and all that, uh, I mean, no, no uh, this is somebody might write a sitcom about this, James, depending on what he does. No, but, but, yeah. But here's the thing here's the thing. He's making $44,000 a game, and his numbers. <laughs> are comparable to Derek Carr. He's got seven touchdowns, three picks. He's playing tomorrow and about 62% passing. And Derek's got 13 or whatever he's got uh, touchdowns and seven picks. And he's making $37 million next season and 150 overall. Come on, with that $150 million, we could have got ourselves an offensive line. It wouldn't have been a problem with uh, McCoy or have a defense. And listen, the last time we played the Giants, Barkley beat him by his beat us by his damn self. So oh yeah, we got to shut that running game. No, we got to shut the running game, in which we have not as of late. Uh, and I'm just going by uh, getting gash uh, when you think for 200 plus yards uh, rushing against you. Uh, if you look at it, um, Steve, I, I don't know what did the Lions get. Uh, I, I know Atlanta had over 200 yards rushing. And then, uh, then you look at today against Carolina. They had 204 yards rushing. No, it's like almost you almost guaranteed that they're gonna have 30 plus rushing attempts. Today, Carolina had 39 for 204 yards, 5.2 average. But you say, but Bobby, uh, yeah, but 40 of those yards was about a quarterback. Well, the quarterback <laughs> runs count. Uh, look how quarterbacks are yeah, running. I never understood us. separating that. No, no, uh, no, because they look like, oh, purely from like a running back perspective. But this day and age, quarterback runs sure. do count against your rush defense. And uh, so Steve, what did the Lions end up with? It? Uh, they had 30 carries for 142 yards. Okay, uh, so they didn't, they didn't averaging sit. 4.7 a carry. Okay, 4.7. Uh, the Panthers 5.2. Uh, Atlanta had uh, well over 200. Like the last three games we played, Atlanta. They've had over 200 yards rushing. Well, what did the last game and to bring in uh, the new year? Um, what the hell you think Atlanta's going to do? You think they're not going to uh, attempt to rush the football against us, considering the last three games we've given them over 200 yards? Well, hell yes. I think the Giants will do the same thing come Sunday. Uh, DeVito, whoever's at quarterback, whatever. Uh, you know, in that regard, Steve. Yeah, hopefully we don't see Saquon, you know, running over us like he did in that last matchup. That was one of the more disheartening games. Obviously, the Saints entering a matchup in the Superdome 
with a, what was that, 11, 11 point fourth quarter lead, and then the Giants ended up coming back and taking no, that uh, one with well, Daniel well, Jones. Well, at eight minutes left, it wasn't uh, Green Bay Packer like because uh, that was a 17 point lead with 12 minutes, but it was 11 point lead right. with eight minutes, and we lost uh, to the Giants. Uh, but we, uh, but the quarterbacks to hurt. Right, no Danny Jones. Uh, no Danny Jones, so we're going against uh, DeVito. Steve, you had sent me this. Now, explain this to me. Um, this is a comparison of Pat Mahomes. Oh, and to, DeVito. To Tommy DeVito. I mean, uh, so you look at, like, winning percentage, uh, touchdown-interception ratio, uh, quarterback rating, um, then yards per completion. Is this all uh, with uh, the last two games, like uh, Mahomes compared to DeVito? Right, exactly. It's, that's I, I joked with you and I said, when they put this uh, graphic out, I was like, what have you done for me lately, like you always say? Yeah, what have you done for me lately? Well, the touchdown-interception ratio was the same. Passer rating was the same. Uh, yards per completion was the same. And game-winning drives. So I'm like... Uh, Gotta now, watch out for DeVito, man. Now, now, small sample size, but what have you done for me lately? No, uh, hey, listen, again... And Mahomes is struggling again tonight here against the Buffalo the Bills. Bills. Yeah. Well, uh, Charlie gave a big thumbs down. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Off the bad start uh, in pick six, guys. Uh, the, the only thing is I'm thinking that... Okay, we're playing at home. Do you view the Giants... Uh, 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 the Panthers are worse than the Giants, but they're still garbage. Uh, there's no way... We should not beat the Giants. Well, I, I, again, it'll I don't be interesting because we got we got to wait for the Giants to play Monday Night Football. So they'll be on a short week having to travel here. Let's see how Danny DeVito does on Monday Night Football. Right, right. and 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 it might be an ugly win against the Giants, but you somehow you got to find a way to win. Let's get two and zero. The game to me, and it's like you know how the season unfolds and who's healthy and, and how you end up playing uh, when it counts. Uh, it's still going to be if you know you win one, you got to win two. You win two, you got to win three, and all that kind of go on a roll to close out the season on a winning streak. I've been part of six game winning streaks, nine game winning streaks. Like Drew Brees, when they had a thirteen game winning streak, and then I think we had lost to Dallas. That was a, that was a magical season for sure. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at that now, I can tell you the way. Uh, even after we lost to the Lions, I'm like, come on. Obviously, you got to take care of the division. And you yeah, I was surprised how much positivity you still had after that. No, because it's who we play in. It's right. Like, what's uh, left on the schedule and like, what's ahead of us? It's not like left on the schedule. We've got to play the 49ers and the Eagles. I'm like, what the? <laughs> I mean, and I'm even looking at, like, who's left on the schedule? The Rams. That's the problem. You, I, I think if we beat the Rams, it's an upset. Now, can we upset them? That's going to be a short week after the Giants. Out west. Thursday night football, December 21st. Right before Christmas? Yeah. No, uh, the Rams don't have um, a SoFi field advantage. I mean, there's a lot of Who That Nation members in California. I don't know. It could be a 50-50 ordeal. But the Rams are kind of trending in the right direction right now, even though the Ravens beat them in overtime. No, that was a heck of a matchup, right? But, but they're 500, Hubbard. I, I want to... Charlie, I think the Rams might be 6-7. 6-7. Six and, seven six and seven. Yeah. So they just like... That's what I'm telling you. But then I look at, like, the Giants and the Rams at Thursday. we got to somehow get away with a win. We didn't do that against the Lions. Then at Tampa and Atlanta, all of a sudden, we have double-digit wins. But then that damn tiebreaker, how do you get in the postseason? 
So there's still a lot to play for. And the main thing that happened today, like I said, to start the point after, what happened today, we took care of business and won against a team we should be because they sorry, uh, the, the Carolina Panthers and the damn Buccaneers beat Atlanta. Uh, I'm telling you. Then you look at tie-breaking scenarios and all, what's going to occur. That, it was a great day. It was a great day for Huda Nation. Not only our birthday, there you go, 17 right. years, not only was it our, our birthday, but the Saints win and Atlanta loses to Tampa Bay to help out our cause. So, no, it, it was a great day. I'm excited about doing the second guest tomorrow the Silver Slipper. Closing out the Ciroc Point after heading into a very happy, happy Victory Monday. We'll be back with more right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Happy birthday to the Houdet Nation. Uh, also a big happy victory, 28-6 over the Carolina Panthers. The black and gold now 6-7 and seven on the season, like we've been mentioning as well. The Falcons 6-7. and seven. Buccaneers 6-7. and seven. So these last five games are going to to be a brawl, Cajun Cannon. Yes. Um, uh, you know, Steve, repeat what you're saying. I, I was looking just at saying with everything knotted up in the division, all, you know, oh, yeah. everyone looking now six and seven. We just, everyone, five games left here. It's, this is where you want to be. Well, the thing is, uh, we got to go, we, we got to win all five games uh, because uh, I'm going to talk about this. Actually, one. four games uh, left, right? Uh, well, Sorry. Four games, yeah. yeah. We won one, so four <laughs> games. Uh, we got to go to five-game winning streak because uh, I, I looked at what it's going to take uh, because we just got to win and, we, and other things that are not in our control. But you, what you can control is to win every game you play because we don't own the tiebreakers. You know, uh, you look at division record, but uh, us in the NFC, just by losing, I'm telling you, to Green Bay and the Vikings was not good. I would have rather beat Green Bay and the Vikings than lose to the Titans and the Patriots because it's AFC. No, that's where it makes a difference. You got because the tiebreaker, those NFC games, and obviously the division. But all we could do now going forward is, is win these NFC South games. And, and uh, the NFC is the Giants and the Rams. All right, Houdat Nation, I'm Steve Geller. Talk to you next week on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Cajun Cannon, say goodnight to your people. All right, bonne nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Houdat, go Saints. Happy birthday, Houdat Nation. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.